Goosebumps number 22, Ghost Beach by R.L. Stein. No swimming, no surfing, no haunting. Do you believe in ghosts? Jerry can't wait to explore the dark, spooky old cave he found down by the beach. Then the other kids tell him a story. A story about a ghost who lives deep inside the cave. A ghost who is 300 years old. A ghost who comes out when the moon is full. A ghost who is haunting the beach. Just another stupid ghost story, right? Listener beware, you're in for a scare. Nice kids. They're gonna love Dark Falls. Welcome to Welcome to Deadcast. I'm Daniel. I'm Matthew Scott Montgomery. I'm just Daniel. <laughs> There's, that's just Daniel. That's just Daniel. Um, great. <laughs> <laughs> We're the Terror Twins. We love Goosebumps. We hope you do too. You guys know Goosebumps, right? Come on. Come on. Oh, buy the movie. It's out on Blu-ray. Oh my God. Yes, God. Get that movie. Yes, Henty. Okay. <laughs> so we love Goosebumps books and the TV show and the movie. And the movie. And we watch the TV episodes. We worry. read the books. <laughs> we read the graphic novels. Graphic Goosebumps graphics. That's what it's um, called. Yeah. So first we read the book. We watch the corresponding episode. And then we chit and chat about it. Just like chitters and chatters. Oh, here we go. So this is Ghost Beach. I love Ghost Beach. I love Ghost Beach. There's nothing Ghost like Beach a is- sexy hot summery like beachy scary story like a classic ghost story i was being like i was like kidding with that because like it's not like a hot summery beachy ghost story at all in fact there's almost no beach in it really i mean it takes place on a beach i'm just saying when you have a book called ghost beach advertise to me it seems like oh sexy summer dead ghosty time yes you know it's been it's been a part of our lives for so long that i just i don't even think that anymore well, I was trying to re- watch it from a. Re- I was trying to watch it from a fresh perspective when I was reading it. Oh wow, that must have been hard. <laughs> it was. It was tricky. <laughs> this cover is real sexy. Oh my god, the love of my entire life is everybody knows is the full moon. So I loves that there's a full moons on the cover of this. My book. eye goes straight to the ghost. So basically, what the cover? Let's talk about the. This is the original copy that came out in Daniel. August 1994. He always knows. I take notes. Um, and we uh the. Colors here are like kind of like a mossy, mossy, Hunt, dusty green. A hunter's green. And then it's like um, a paler green. <laughs> I don't know what to call that color, honestly. That's pretty cool. It's like a, it's like a slightly green tan, but very light. And there's like, like okay, so like it's a, this is a cool ass cover, by the way. This f- cover's fucking dope. And like when I think Dan and I both, when we're read, when we're I love reading, a cool ass cover. When we're reading. <laughs> When we're reading the books or watch it, whatever, when it's like the next episode we're working on, Daniel and I both on the backgrounds of our phone ha- phones have the covers of the cover of the corresponding yes, we book. Yes, si- we set the cover as our wallpaper, and and the 
the cover that is currently my wallpaper, I like I like better than this. I'm gonna miss having this as a background on Me my too, phone because so, instead of the hunter's green, it's this sexy, wild, naked neon green. Yeah, it's like it's it's like buzzing like neon for sure. Um, so anyway, the the, the cover of it though is kind of like um like a mini graveyard, like more like a stump of grass with a with a with a grave on it that says "Rest in Peace, 1642 to 1732." No name. Oh. Um, and then there's a haunting, John flowy, Doe. like classic-looking shrouded figure ghost hovering above this. It's a hooded figure. You can't see his face. Yes, of the or of the gravestone. And guess. then if you look, there's kind of waves crashing in the corner. It's kind of an afterthought. And then there's a full moon over the beach. It's it's, a, it's fucking it's a good legit. cover. I, I think it would have been a good one to to. Um, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know bet, what you're saying. To bet on? To oh, bid to bid on. on. To bid on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't mind having a giant poster of ghost speech in my bedroom. I'd bid. In my bedroom. Mm. So I Googled ghost speech, and do you guys know that ghost speech is a band? I did know that. Oh, you did? Yeah. Have you heard the music? Not really, no. Did you want to listen to some real quick? Sure. I were always saying how Goosebumps books would make titles. Goosebumps titles would make great band names. I think Ghost Speech is right up there. Yes. I'm feeling it. Yeah, for sure. I want them to play at our birthday party. Oh my God, yes. So let's get into the beach. Yeah, it's time to go to the beach. Is it so wrong when I think of the title, my brain immediately thinks Ghost Bitch? No way. I think Ghost Bitch is a great title. So the protagonist of this book is Jerry, who we're using names already. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, Jer- I didn't even Jerry think about that. Hawkins. I didn't even think about that. You're right. Yes, Jerry. Jerry is the Nine name books of the protag- later, we're protagonist using- of Piano Lessons Can Be Murder. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Jerry and his sister Terry. Well, lol. Jerry's twelve. Terry's eleven. As you do. Uh huh. And the book starts off with them walking through a foggy, spooky, windy graveyard full of howling winds and crunching leaves. Now, and they must be by a church since it's a graveyard. That's true. Yeah. That's, Cemeteries aren't by churches. That's true. Um, as I was saying earlier, I was like, oh my God, like summary read or whatever. This book never references to the weather or whether it's hot or cold. They never actually say that. Hmm. They, like Arlstein never actually says it because hmm. I was, when I, when you watch the TV episode, we're going to, we're going to get in the nitty gritty knee deep in the TV episode deep. because this is one of my favorite TV episodes. Um, uh, it seems it looks cold. It looks like a freezing cold beach. Do you know what I mean? But they never mention it in the book. I don't know what time Mm. of year it is. I think it's summer. Yes, they do mention it because I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why in one second. Uh, 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 uh. You're going to eat those words. Okay. So let's talk about what they look like. Yeah. They both have dark, short brown hair. Promise. Freckles and hazel eyes. Mm, Betty Davis eyes. Mm, Behind these hazel eyes. Terry has dimples and is taller than Jerry. Yeah. 
All right. Yeah. Little sister that's taller. Mm-hmm. Girls pube go through puberty. Yeah, girls pube first. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> Got an email. Um, so Terry's already pubed, and <laughs> they're in the graveyard. It's summertime. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. That's right. He wasn't paying attention when he was reading. He I, I will say... I will say this was a long ass tedious read. This was for some reason this this book so far has taken me the longest to read. Don't a lot happen in this book. Like don't much happen, but for some reason it took it took a it took a solid week. It took a minute to read this book. That's true. And I'm not sure why. I don't know. It's dense like that fog in the graveyard. Oh yeah, by the church. So they're lost by the church. They're lost in the fog right now. Well, Jer- Same. Jerry's lost in the fog trying to find Terry, and he, they're walking through this spooky graveyard. It's some great ambience. I love the setup. And all of a sudden, something Take a walk in the something grabs uh, Jerry's ankle, mine uncle. Yeah. And it's a green hand that's... <laughs> <laughs> green hand that's popping out of the ground and the more start to pop more hands start popping out of the ground pop, 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 and Arlstein um describes it as thwack thwack pop pop wow i like that pop six cicero uh-uh and he 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 ma- makes it to terry and terry's stuck too she's grabbed by two hands and Jerry tries to pull her free, but they but the hands keep grabbing them and grabbing them and grabs her waist and then two more grab him and then oh no. It's oh just, no, waist trainer. It's just a bunch of hands grabbing them. All yeah. right. And that you know what that makes me think of a little bit? What? It makes me think of Labyrinth. Do you remember that part? There's a part when we were we were very I'm young. not the person who knows Labyrinth very well. I, I actually don't know it very well either. However, I saw it probably more recently than you did. And I remember there was a part in it that used to scare me so badly when I was very little because I remember watching it when we were very little. And maybe on TV or something. And there's a part where Jennifer Connelly, like, you know, once she actually gets into the Labyrinth, gets pulled down by hands. Like hands, they they also like form mouths and eyes and like speak to her. I don't. Wow, I'm trying to describe it with my hands. And these, she falls down this sort of rabbit hole, and hands guide her down. And to me, that was so disturbing. Yeah, like thi- like hands pushing out of the darkness, like pulling her body down. Oh wow. Ooh, it made me think of that, and I like that. Anyway, back to ghost speech. So, oh no, the hands are pulling them down. Oh no, oh no, oh wait, it was just Jerry remembering a dream. <laughs> He wasn't having a dream. He was remembering a dream. Yeah, it's good to have dreams. As he was staring out at the beach. Now, they are at the beach. And this beach, like you said, yes, Matthew, is not like a sandy, sexy summer beach. It's a rocky, old, dirty beach. in New England, right? It's there in New England, yes. This rocky, old strip of beach next to the woods. Right next to the woods. Yeah. So they are visiting their cousins, their distant cousins, Brad and Agatha. For a month, for a month. Yeah. It's the last month of summer. Yeah. And it's, their cousins are real old. Now there's, there's a lot of parallel in this book to me as from the Scarecrow Walks at Midnight. It's so which, similar to which Scarecrow we just, Walks at which Midnight. Which was just two, two books ago. Yes. Because we have two kids coming out of town, into town, to stay with these really, really old people and something's up, something's weird. So and it's like, give me, a, give me a lot of Scarecrow Walks. Yes, very similar. And so... It, there is the mention of the weather for a second because it said it's better than sweating in New Jersey. Oh, okay. So it's In summer. an apartment in New Jersey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So basically, they've just gotten there, and... Braid and Agatha? 
Uh, t- Terry and Jerry. Have just I just gone. wanted to say Brad and Agatha. I know who got there. Great. <laughs> <laughs> so they're walking along the beach, and Terry's like, let's go check out that cemetery. Which is it? Is it a cemetery, or is it a graveyard? Wow, or is it a boneyard? Wow. She says... Uh, Terry says, I love doing gravestone rubbings with rice paper and a special wax crane. (laughs) Now, I feel like I have this fantasy of going to Salem, Massachusetts (laughs) and taking my my wax crane and my wax paper and rubbing those gravestones. I just very recently read Arl Stein's latest book. This is early 2016 when we're recording this. Um called The Lost Girl, and there's a section where, like, these high schoolers go to a cemetery, um, and they live in this, like, snowy whatever, and, like, as part of the class, they do gravestone rubbings. Mm. So I'm wondering if gravestone rubbings is something that people actually do or just in Arl Stein books. No, it makes me think of the movie Sleepwalkers, the Stephen King movie. Sleepwalk. Sweets for the sweet. That's what I always say. Ooh, that wow. is a good ass movie. Well, there's there's a whole section about gravestone rubbings. Yeah, where the um, lead guy wants to take the pretty girl on a date or whatever, and he's like, "Let's go and r- rub gravestones." And the and he shows up to her house. That's my idea of a dream date, by mine, the way. Mine too, actually, sincerely. Yeah. And are you guys listening, boyfriends? Listen Better step up. your pussies up. Wow. Kind of wish you hadn't said that. Me neither. I'm sorry, you guys. So. Oh, no. I'm single now. Oh, no. <laughs> single and ready to mingle. Mm-hmm. And, anyway, I could tell you the plot of this movie, but <laughs> but this guy shows up in, um, to take the, the, you know, the pretty girl in town on a date or whatever. Magican Amic? Yes. And um, take take her on a date and her parents are like. Where are you going to take her, huh? Who is who is this guy? She's like, he's really nice. I swear, he's new. And he's like, I'm going to take a gravestone rubbing. And she's like, what kind of pen, what kind of pencil do you use? And he's like, actually, I use a number five. And I use this type of paper. And like, he and the mother of this girl have this sexy conversation about gravestone rubbings. Ooh. And she's very impressed. Yeah. And then um, there's a lot of incest. Yeah. It's a great movie. It is. It's I great. I mean, it's terrible. No, but it's, it's great. fantastic. You know what's funny? Actually, now I'm thinking about it, and then we'll get back to the book, I promise. But mm. my friend Allison, who you know and I love yes. so, so much, she's so fucking cool. Um, she and I, on Friday the 13th in January, a couple years ago, went to the Hollywood Forever Cemetery and dressed in all black, and we just left flowers at graves and like wrote letters to like people. Sounds like a dream date. I wish we had done gravestone rubbings there. Mm. The reason why I brought that up is she and I also had like a kind of a date night where we hung out, and I showed her Sleepwalkers, and we watched it together. Wow. I know. Shout out to Allison. So great. Allison Ashley Arm. So do you remember, do you know that Dazzler's name, do you remember what Dazzler from X-Men her name is? No. Allison Blair. Oh, that's good. I was thinking about that the other day. What podcast is this? I, I, it's about X-Men. Yeah. <laughs> so T- Terry and Jerry decide to go check out the cemetery. It's in the piney woods. Yeah, it is. It's surrounded by a crumbly stone wall and they come mm, across a gravestone 
with a death's head. Oh yeah, which is like a skull with wings around it. You you can see one in like the in Beetlejuice. It makes you think of Beetlejuice. It's also in the TV episode. Which we'll yes, it is. And there's it's in Betelgeist. Exactly. It's an Edelweiss. There's and on the gravestone it says, "Here lies the body of Mr. John Sadler." who departed this life March 18th, 1642, in the 38th year of his life. And they noticed that all the tombstones are Sadlers. Yeah, Ellie and, Sadlers. Yeah, Sadler. And that is their last name. Yeah. So they're like, what? Sadler, that's our last name. That's so crazy, just like us. Terry really wants to rub some stones, and Jerry just wants to get out of there. So they leave, they go back to the beach, and on the beach they see this tall mound of rocks, and past a past a jetty along uh-huh. the shoreline, and it's a cave. Basically, they see this long, I don't know what I'm saying, nestled high into the rocks, there's this cave that they see, right? Yeah. And Terry's like, oh, I want to explore that cave. And Jerry's like, no, it might be dangerous. Terry's like, Terry's all, like all about the adventure, all about the science. All she's about all the over work. the place, yeah. And Jerry's kind of like, yeah, I don't think so. And Terry says, oh, but it might be fun. There might be a beach hermit up there. And then she cups her hands around her mouth and goes, oh, uh, goes, woo, <laughs> goes, who, and and, and Jerry says, you're such a, such a dork. If you were living inside a cage and you heard someone go, woo, would you answer back? And then they hear a long, low whistle come from inside the cave. I can't whistle. I can't whistle either. And so they, they're like, what is that noise? Is it an owl? Is it a wolf? Is it a coyote? And so they start to head back. Is it a peyote? And they hear, as they're leaving, they hear a fluttering sound from behind the cage. And then an enormous bat swoops towards them. It's red eyes flashing. It's hissing. No, old bat, old bay seasoning. <laughs> and so they dive to the ground and the bat swoops by them and then crashes into the rocks. Bat beach, ghost bat. And they check it out. Bat bitch. And they realize it's not a bat, it's a kite. Oh, it's just a coyote. And so... A boy says, look out, it bites. Let's go fly. That's not where I thought you were going to go. <laughs> where did you think I was going to go? I couldn't tell you. Yeah. So the, a little boy pops out of the rocks. And, Same. And two, and two other kids. A, guy, a little boy, a girl. Now what do these look like? Let me tell you. Okay. The, girl, the, girls, the girl and the boy are about their age. And about 12, 11 or 12. They have... Auburn hair. Oh no, wait. The girl has her name's Louisa. She has auburn hair. Ding 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 ding. Redhead. There's your redhead for the book, you guys. Drink. So and then there's a boy that's about their age who I think also has red hair. Drink. And there's a five-year-old little boy with blonde hair and blue eyes and ears that poke out. Poke. And they all have freckles on them. They'll have freckers on them. <laughs> that's that's correct. They's got freckers on them. Mm-hmm. And they are Sam, Louisa, and Nat Sadler. Sam, Louisa, Nat, Terry, Jerry, Brad, and Agatha. That's correct. Sam and Louisa. We used to... <laughs> I don't even know how to explain we'll this. We'll get to that later. We'll get to it, you guys. Hang in there. I know. It took us a long time to read it, so it's going to take a long time to listen, okay? Okay. Fat bitch. And so they, uh, so Terry and Jerry find that Sam, Louisa, and Nat aren't especially friendly. Mm-mm. 
they, I don't know how to They love to this. scare. They love to spook. They do. And she's like, oh, do you guys live around here? And Louisa doesn't even answer. She's like, what are you guys doing here? They're like, oh, we're visiting our cousins Brad and Agatha in the cottage by the lighthouse. Do you guys, what do you guys like to do here? Well, we pick blueberries and collect wildflowers. And Terry's like, have you ever guys ever, ever explored that cave? What? And Louisa says, what? Are you kidding? We, we never, never go, go there. there. And Terry says, why? And Louisa says, do you believe in ghosts? Uh, uh, la, 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 la. And Terry says, no, I'm a scientist. I don't believe in ghosts. And Jerry thinks, I might believe in ghosts. Ain't it so sure? Jerry can't think. Jerry's kind of like an everyman, a protagonist, because he's kind of like, sometimes believe in ghosts, or maybe I don't. He doesn't know what he's doing. <sighs> Make up your mind. Louisa says, if you go near that cave, you might change your mind about ghosts. And Terry's like, what do you mean? And Sam goes, oh, we have to go now. And then they disappear down the beach. Uh, uh, uh. And then Terry and Jerry hear that whistle coming from that cave. <laughs> That's... Ooh, what? That's me trying to whistle. <sighs> Hold on, I, let me try to do it. That's good. You can stop now. Put your whip whips together and blow. Yes. So the whipping boy. They go back to the the Bragg and Agatha's cottage. Bragg and Agatha's cottage. <laughs> Agatha Crispies. <laughs> and Jerry's staying in an old storeroom off the kitchen in a cramped little room with low ceilings. I know this. Di- can you give us like a description of like this house for a second? Yes, it's tiny. It's a tiny house, and uh, Terry's room is upstairs. Um, next to Brad and Agatha's room in a crawl space. Uh huh. Like, in a crawl space passage above the storeroom where Jerry's sleeping. Yeah. So Jerry's sleeping off the kitchen in a tiny room, and Terry's sleeping off of Brad and Agatha's room in a tiny, like, passageway, crawl-through space? Sure. It's a tiny house with a tiny little back staircase that leads down to the yard. And Brad and Agatha don't really do anything. They kind of just, like, sit and make food and... and Work and in the garden. Pick weeds. They both have white, white hair with tired, faded eyes, frail and light... And they get back to the cottage and they talk to them about the cave and Brad like grunts and like doesn't really respond. And he's searching through the tomato vines for fresh tomatoes. Mm. Mm. Sounds pretty good. That's what I want for a date night. Fresh tomatoes. Oh my God, same. Fresh homegrown tomatoes. I just love them. I do too. I like them a lot. Really? Flex of sea salt. Mm, Pink Himalaya sea salt. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yes. Next thing you know, it's summertime Dinner, supper time <laughs> wow. and next thing you know it's the middle of summer it's yep. late summer and it's supper time and they make dinner and go to bed whatever yeah 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 next day um terry and jerry are searching for wildflowers and in the woods and they come across they're looking for one um the night before agatha's like you like looking for wildflowers i got a kind you can find it's called indian pipe it's long skinny and white and you better find that indian pipe she says it looks like small pinkish white bones popping out of the ground pop pop thwack thwack it's uh and they're looking for, it's called the corpse plant because it lives on the remains of dead plants. And apparently, I know about the... I know. There's a corpse flower. I'm confusing it with a corpse flower. I'm not sure a corpse plant is It's a corpse not flower. Indian pipe? 
Corpse flower is like a really gross, terrible smelling plant. Ew, sick. And it's huge. It's like feet. It's like six feet. I'm high. trying to Google Indian pipe right now. Ooh, I don't Google corpse plant. I won't. I promise. Or corpse flower. It's gross. So while you Google that, um, they're in the woods, like looking for dead plants or whatever. And Jerry's. Oh like, my God! Look at it. You guys, Google Indian pipe. Oh, it's it's beautiful. That's interesting. It looks okay. like it, it looks like it looks like creepy, sad, sleepy, uh, slack jawed, big mod ghost skinny stalks. It looks like those little. It looks like white versions of those little poopsies that are in um, um, Little Mermaid. Little Mermaid. Yeah, yeah. You know, you guys know what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't need to explain that. You, 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 you know guys those, know You know the song Blue Moon. Yeah. <laughs> That was a Blue Jasmine reference. Blue Moon was a song that was playing. You know the song, Blue Moon. Yeah, but I I always wanted to do something with my life. You know, I had energy. I didn't just shop and lunch and go to matinees. You know, I ran charities for poor people. Ran, you know, raised money for museums and schools. You know, with wealth comes responsibilities. I wasn't just some mindless consumer like so many of my so-called friends. Though I won't say I dislike buying pretty clothes. Tip big, boys. Tip big because you get good service. Oh. <laughs> God, can we just talk about Kate Blanchett for the next 40 minutes? We gotta, we gotta start a second podcast if that's the case. Welcome to, Welcome to Kate Cast. Welcome to Kate Cast. So anyway, um, I, I, I like this little quote. Jerry was like, we were looking for the Indian pipe, and he thinks it's kind of cool that Terry's into plants. Says, I had to admit, she had me hooked. I love freaks of nature. <laughs> Get nasty. Yeah, I love a good freak. So they're looking for, anyway, yeah, 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 they're looking for the Indian pipe. We're on page 48. And Jerry finds a short white stem, in, and he's like, is this Indian pipe? Nice stems. And starts to tug at that stem stem and tugs and tugs ends up pulling up some earth and he realized it's not a stem it's a root and he goes oh no wait it's a skeleton <laughs> so he pulls out a fully formed uh picked clean bone skeleton not, of uh that's what i thought not quite because i was confused about this so, okay so what he does is he pulls the what he thinks is a bone and he well what we as readers think it's a bone and it's a root and he pulls the root out of the ground that exposes a hole in the ground oh yes and in the hole in the ground is a clean uh, cl and the green grass grew all around all is around. is a clean cleanly is what else would be cleanly picked like it's a bone it's a skeleton of an animal that's picked clean and a large animal that maybe looks like i don't know a dog and and it's and it's fascinating to them jerry says he, jerry's like this is so interesting and he's when i was nine i had a thing about skeletons i must have read every book ever written about skeletons <laughs> You know who else had a thing about skeletons when they were little? My girl Jeffrey Dahmer did. Okay. <laughs> How many books about skeletons are there anyway? You'd be surprised. Well, section, when I get to Barnes & Noble, I immediately go to the skeleton section. Same. So they decide it must be a dog. And they said, what animal or who would kill a dog and leave every bone neatly placed? So this is where we start. To, there's a lot of plot holes you could drive boats through in this book. Mm, ghost boat. Like things that don't actually make a whole lot of sense. And... I, 
as a reader and as a fan of things, I don't like things being explained a whole lot. That's why I kind of like them. Arlstein sometimes does a really, really good job of that, just just introducing this idea, not really explaining it. I think that's why Halloween works so well as a movie because we don't know why Michael Myers is evil. You know what I mean? Like, yes. I'm glad Halloween was the only Halloween movie ever made. So like that that way we don't have to like go into some backstory and totally ruin it. Yeah, it was just the only Halloween movie and ha- ever and Halloween made. Halloween H2O. Just those just two. Just those two. Those are the only two. Those are the only two Halloween movies ever made. And um, three. But uh, there's some really weird ideas that are are introduced in this book. And it, once you... Once we, I, I hope you guys are still listening and continue to listen because, like, once this book is over, I really kind of want to spell like what actually happened Let's in this go. book and what it was about. Definitely, and it's really kind of fucked up and weird and doesn't it's, make any. It doesn't sense. make no sense. Yeah, yeah. So as they're looking, I love it. At, I do too. I do too. As they're looking at the skeleton, they hear a shrill howl in the woods, <laughs> and it gets louder and louder. It gets closer and closer. And they turn around and they see that it's Sam, Nat, and Louisa, and they laugh so hard. <laughs> we were just trying to scare you with they our. Shrill howl, and they love to shrill howl. Spook. Wow. So they say, "You guys, we just found the skeleton," and Nat starts crying like a little bitch. Yeah, Nat, Nat like so like Nat's like the baby, and like immediately starts crying like all the time. And Nat goes, "I know who killed it. It was a ghost." Dogs can always tell who's a ghost, and dogs bark at ghosts. So so ghosts kill dogs. Yes. So there are ghosts. Ghosts somewhere on the beach who kill dogs because dogs know who ghosts are. Yes, and the ghosts kill the dogs, but they don't just kill them. They eat them and pick their bones clean and then bury their bones. Yes, ghosts. I'm in. I'm totally in. Bone Beach. And so that's what they tell, Sam, Luisa, Nat, tell Jerry and Terry. And and Sam says, oh my gosh, the ghost is right behind you. No, no. And of course, they're just kidding. Spook. And Terry's like, tell us more about this ghost. And Sam goes, no, no, another time. And Louisa says, I'll tell you about it. Sam goes, no, we need to leave. So they go away. <sighs> They're acting awfully suspicious. <laughs> so they, they go back. Terry and Jerry go back to the cottage and find Brad and Agatha sitting under, under a tree slicing peaches. I really like this image because it's like an old lady with her thumb on a knife with a wooden bowl slicing those soft flopping peaches. That sounds like a good date to me. Millions of peaches. Peaches Peach. for me. Millions of peaches. Peaches for free. Yes. I want I want somebody to slice me some soft flopping peaches. Yes. I same. love peaches. I really didn't and I, I have to retrain my brain. I think I just might like them again. Do you know that I almost every day have peach yogurt in the morning? What are you talking about? I do, and I love it. Peach is one of my favorite flavors, and if there's a choice for fruit flavor, girl, for me, it's either watermelon or it's gotta be peach. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. I'm more of a strawberry if I can have it. Mm, That's good, but give me that peach. I also like lemon. Does lemon count as a fruit? Lemon is my number one. Don't don't kid around with me with lemon. That's what I'm trying to say. Lemon is my number one. I know, lemon. Beach. Can I tell you, can I tell you that the other night Sandro came over and bought a bag of lemons? Because he, he knows. My best friend Kat brought me a bag of lemons when I was sick not two weeks ago. And don't think I'm not drinking lemon water that I made from those exact lemons right now. You want to make me happy? Give me some lemons. Yeah, that's true. Mm, I want to suck on them lemons and mm, eat them. I want tomatoes and peaches. peaches and lemons. Mm, peaches, lemons, mm, and tomatoes. That, you know what? I haven't eaten yet today. Thank you guys so much for listening. Next week, we're doing Return of the Mummy. Return of the Mummy. It's going to be so great. If you dare. So anyway, 
Agatha is slicing these peaches and they say, we just found a skeleton in the woods. What could have done that? And Agatha says, who done it? Agatha says, don't rightly know, child. Don't, don't rightly know. know. And just slice, slice, slices dim peaches. Yes. So they also tell them about Sam, Nat, and Louisa. And like, they scared us in the woods. Are they related to us? What's the deal? And, and Braid and Agatha are like, oh, the silly neighbors. They love to make up ghost stories. You're too smart for that, aren't you, kids? You don't believe that stuff, do you, kids? Agatha's a little sweeter, but like, Brad isn't the friendliest guy. Brad's like, you know, angry Dumbledore sometimes. Doesn't say much. Doesn't say much at all. No. So that night, they, that day, they weed the garden, have dinner, and they have fresh peach pie. Wouldn't it be nice to like, this is such a terrible thought. To like not have dreams or like not have goals or, or anything. All you had to do was wake up and like play in the garden, make peaches and go to bed. Yeah. I want to do that. <laughs> I just want a peach night. Yeah. I just want a peach. tomato day and a peach night. Shit. We should have a peach night for this. You know what we're doing for Monster Blood 3 is we're having green jello. That's correct. We need to start planning more fun stuff. I want to eat peaches. I know. Mm. For Return of the Mummy, we should wrap ourselves in toilet paper when we watch it. Yeah, let's do it. Let's make it a contest and who can wrap the Yeah, and we can take like a fork and wiggle up our nose and jiggle around our brains and pull them out. <laughs> yeah, that sounds <laughs> great. I think we should just like put, play around in a bowl full of sand and oh, eat some Oh, we forgot to sand. tell you, we're, we're, we're recording this one at the beach right now. We are at the beach. Well, can you hear the waves, you guys? Uh, it is cold Look, a dolphin. Here. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, don't forget your beach towel. Oh, wow. So that night they play Whist, which is All a card. All I want to do is get high by the beach. All I want to do is get high by the beach. Get high by the beach. Get high. Ooh, I'm feeling beachy all of a sudden. And they go to sleep that night. So that night in Jerry's room, he can't sleep with that full moon in his eye. Oh my God, the love of my life, the full moon. Now, have they told us yet that the, the ghost... Nope, keep going. No, keep going. So he tried to go to sleep, but the full moon is so bright, he can't. When I was reading this, I took a long time to imagine the, the, um, the, the, you're so much smarter than me. You would know this word. So much smarter than I am. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like the layout of the room and like where the full moon's coming from and where, where the window is to meet his eye. I got it. I mean, like, yeah, I I thought about that a lot. That's cool. I think I've said this in the podcast before, but my mother knows I like full moons so much that she sent me a postcard of full moon. She told me to put it on the ceiling and above my bed, so every night before I go to sleep, I'm always falling asleep under a full moon. Aw, uh, that's so sweet. We have the same mother. Aw, uh, thank you. So he hears a thump as he's trying to fall asleep, and then he hears another thump. Oh, no, a se- bump in the night. Then he sees a pale ghostly figure behind the curtains moving towards him. No, no. And he screams and screams and screams, and the ghost figure is Terry wearing a robe. This one was kind of hilarious to me. And, like, Terry goes to explain that, like, um, Terry, like, walked in to talk to Jerry late one night, and while she walked in was when he pulled the covers over his head to block out the full moon from poking in his eye, and she saw him there with the covers over his head, and she thought it was too tempting not to hide behind the curtains and scare him like a ghost after he pulled the covers down. Isn't that cool? So they talk about the ghost for a while, and she's like, you know what? I want to get info from that from Louisa. Louisa seems like she's ready to spill the tea, the ghost tea. Yeah. Mm, don't you want a fresh cup of ghost tea right now? Mm. Mm, ghost peppers. We should have had like, uh, we should have had ghost chili. 
One time, I'm so hungry. <laughs> one time, Demi and I went to um, Whole Foods one night. And we I said, know what you're gonna say. We went to go buy these like really, really old snacks. Not old snacks, really weird snacks. We were like, we were watching. You know what we were watching? You went in the old section. You know, we we, we were watching um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original. She, she never seen it, so I was like, that's what we're watching yes, tonight. Yes, God. And we went, and I bought these. Yes, d- gore. They looked like Doritos, but they were ghost pepper chips. And the bag was completely black, and it had like a face on it, like a scream mask. And I, Ooh. they were so fucking spicy. I could not do it. Ghost pepper at one they were point like neon. Were, the, were the spiciest pepper on the planet, but now they've invented spicier peppers. They've invented them? Yeah. Wow. They've bred them to make them spicier. Wow. There's a name for it that I can't remember. Anyway. Welcome to Peppercast. So, welcome to Ghostcast. So, anyway... Terry want, is real into this ghost story, wants to get scientific about it, and she thinks something strange is going on, and it's like, let's ask them tomorrow. Yeah. Let's ask 79. them tomorrow. And Jerry's like, oh, where? Where are we? She's like, and she's like, they're always showing up. You know they're going to show up when we go out there. And then they tickle each other. Yes, I did I did. And they tickle that. and tickle and laugh and laugh. <laughs> what? <laughs> so the next morning, they go down to the beach, and they're collecting sea stars with a pail. Uh-huh. And... They're, you know, they, they're at a, this tide pool or whatever. And, of course, guess who shows up? Sam, Sam and Louisa. And, and then Nat and Louisa. They all show up and they all, like, you know, run around together and, and search for sea stars. And they talk about crabs for a while. They kind of had, like, plain, polite, like, like beachy conversations. Yeah, they're like, yeah, it's fun being by the beach. I love the beach. I love the water. I love the sea stars. So where does the ghost live? Yeah. There's a one point where it's like, um, Jerry like thinks he's buttered. Is this where they're teaching him how to fish? Is this the th- that part? Not yet, but we'll get there. Okay, just kidding. So he's, where does the ghost live? And no one responds. And they're like, on the beach? And Nat goes, no. Or Nat shakes his head, no. And they're like, does he live in the cave? And then Nat pinches his lips together. Same. And, and Terry and Jerry realize... It's in the cave. The, cave. the ghost, ghost is in the, in the cave. cave. Yeah. And Sam and Louisa argue for a while about whether they should talk to him. Like, no, let's tell him about the ghost. No, we shouldn't. No, we couldn't. We shouldn't. We blip, 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 blip. And Nat says, the ghost comes out during the full moon. He's been in the cave for 300 years. But they also say they've never seen the ghost. They say they've never seen the ghost, but they know that he lives in the cave and he's been there for 300 years. And they know that there's a ghost because they find dog skeletons. And because there's a flashing light, a flickering light in the cave. Right. So even though the ki- these kids have lived there the whole their whole lives, they've never seen the ghost, but he, they know that he's there because he's been there for 300 years. And that's how they know that he's there, because the flickering light. And Terry's like, well, could it just be a flashlight? And Nat says, girl, that's not that. Or Sam, Sam or Louisa says, girl, it's not that kind of light. I know okay. flashlights, that not, not that, not that kind of Jer- light. And Jerry goes, I don't, I don't believe you. And Sam's like, fine, have fun. And then they all leave. Oh. See you later. So that night they have chicken pot pie. Mm, and Agatha goes, oh, one of our beach towels is missing. Maybe you guys left it on the beach. And Jerry's like, that's okay. I'll go get it. It's, I'll go find it. And so in the middle of the night, he runs down to the beach to search for that towel. And while he's on the beach, I mean, he knows what he's doing. He wants to peek out that cave. Yeah, it's a full moon that night too. It is. He sees a light in the cave. Yes. Just like they said, floating, flickering, dancing slowly. Yeah. And he's like, and at last he saw the light. <laughs> and at last I see the light. You haven't seen that movie. I haven't seen it. It's fucking good. I probably won't see it. I know that you won't. You haven't seen Frozen either, have you? I haven't seen that. Wow. You and Sandra should watch Tangled and Frozen one night. I'm, we're not going to do that. 
Okay. So he climbs he climbs up to the cave okay. to check out the light. And he does. And he he slips and slides and grabs a fat root to help him up. Oh, no. Same. And he's almost to the... To, listen, this cave is like up on a little mini mountain, basically. Yeah, up on the rooftop. Click, click, click. So he's about 10 feet away crawling up the mountain to the cave. And he feels a cold, clammy hand on his neck. It's the ghost! No, it has to be the ghost. Chapter 76. It's not the ghost. It's Terry. Terry has followed him. And she's like, I was following you. What are you doing? He said, I'm, I was going to so, figure out what that light was. And J- Terry's like, what light? And Jerry points and the light's gone. Of course it is. Ghost light. So that night... We're back at the cabin, the cottage, the whatever. Jerry uses his critical thinking skills like Mr. Hendrickson taught him (laughs) to come to a logical conclusion. The facts. And he hears a dog barking. What? What? Since when? Dogs recognize ghosts. I know that there's a dog outside. So he goes to the window and says, here, doggy, where's that dog? But nothing. Good night. mm, Does that mean there's a ghost around? No, just there's a dog. So the next next morning, they go to the beach early to do some bird watching. Snooze. So let's see, you guys. We've rubbed some gravestones. We've searched for Indian pipe. We've collected sea stars. And now we're doing bird watching. Yeah. This sounds kind of fun. Kind of. So, and and Sam, Nat, and Louisa show up. Of course. Same old, same old. And invite them to go fishing. And they all have the best day together. They giggle and they teach them how to fish and toss out a line and touch each other. And that day, Sam and Louisa and Nat are wearing sleeveless tees. And and they're just having the best time. What was it you were going to say about fishing? Oh, this is the kind of, this is again where the same kind of similar thing happens where they're like. They've had a great day together. They're having, they're having a lot of fun together. And there's this moment where like Jerry's kind of like thinks he's buttered up everyone enough. He's like, now we're all good friends. Now's the time to ask about the ghosts in the cave. And he brings it up and Sam and Louis say, tell us you didn't go into the cave. It's too dangerous. Tell me that's not my daughter. Tell me that's not my baby girl. And so. They said it's too dangerous, and Jerry's like, I gotta figure out what's going on with this cave. Listen, y'all. So we I'm have to make bored. this book longer. So instead of figuring out then and there, they go back home and have dinner again that night. And Jerry brings up the cave to Brad and Agatha says, I saw this cave last night. What's the deal? I saw some lights. And Brad's like, oh, oh, those lights, they're just an optical optical illusion. They're called the Northern Lights, Aurora Borealis. Have you ever heard of Aurora Borealis? Sometimes something electric gets in the air and the whole sky lights up in streamers. More potatoes. And so this is the first instance where I think Terry and Jerry kind of be like, See, feel like something's up. Yeah, this with is Brad where, and Agatha this specifically. This is where you're giving me um, Scarecrow walks at midnight realness because now it's like the old people we're staying with are acting weird and are like kind of lying, maybe. Yeah, they're like starting to want to avoid the subject of the ghost, the cave, yeah. and some something's up. So that night they're walking on the beach. It's still a full moon. It's full moon for nine nights in a row. Jerry and Terry are walk, walking on the beach, and Jerry's convinced that they. That that Brad and Agatha were lying. They're hiding something. And we, I know they are. It's not Aurora Borealis. They we we got to see what's in the cave. So uh, they Terry and Jerry decide to climb into the cave, and they go yeah, up there. Are. They go inside the cave. Uh, 
there's they see the first of all they see the light in the cave again. and they kind of follow following the light and they follow the light through the cave it's sour musty and warm inside of the cave and as they're following this tunnel around into the cave they hear a <laughs> chittering and a flapping and a fluttering louder and louder until the ceiling crumbles down on them at this point whenever i was like okay they're gonna go in a cave there's gonna be a chapter break about bats then we can move forward yeah it turns out the ceiling didn't fall down it's just a bunch of bats from the ceiling i was so. like uh-huh we're cave bats okay, yeah yeah ah going. scary bats of course they're gonna be bats in the cave we know this yes and they fo- follow the light around corners and corners, and they come across a chamber where there are a bunch of lighted candles. Yeah. And there's an old man sitting at an old table fashioned from a driftwood log, and he's, like, asleep. Yeah. He has stringy, wh- long, stringy white hair, a long beak-like nose, pale, he's terribly thin with a shirt loose on his body. And then he, his eyes pop open, and he curls his finger towards him and says, Come, come here. here. I'm a ghost. This is pretty scary. Yeah, it and is. They're frozen for a second, don't know what to do, and then they start running. It's the ghost. We've got to get out of here. The man has these black button eyes like like a snowman. No, no, Coraline. A snowman. And they start running and running through the cave. And Jerry, of course, trips and lands hard on On his elbows and knees. knees. And and as he lands, the man reaches through his throat, but he manages to get up in time, and they run and run. They make it out, and they they run down the, the mountain. Oh, no, the slippery slopes of those rocks and those They tumble stones. down the rocks, and when they get home, they run home. Agatha's there, and it's like, did you find it? And they say, find what? And she says, the beach towel. And, and they, they all laugh, laugh and laugh, laugh and laugh. Oh, you. So that night, Jerry lays in bed and is just thinking about all kinds of things. Yeah, he's thinking about Indian pipe. And he 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 does. They didn't say anything to Agatha and Brad about going into the cave. I don't trust those old people. And then they hear a tap, a tap, a tap, 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 tap. And then he hears a voice say, "Come here." And Jerry goes, "Oh no, it's the ghost. The ghost is following me." I know it's the ghost. I know it's the ghost. And then he sees it's actually it's not a ghost at the window. It's Nat. Nat's on Sam's shoulders with Louisa. Ooh, and Louisa's wearing a gray sweater and white tennis shorts. And I'm like, yes. So Matthew and I, when we read this book and when we were little, we came up with I don't. How do we explain this? It's from the t- we were watching the TV episode and we just started like being chanting and silly and stuff like that. And we made up a song about Sam and Louisa, Nat and Aurora Borealis, and I can't really remember. Well, but how Nat wasn't in the song. You're right. Nat was not in the All song. we were saying was Sam and Louisa, Sam and Louisa, Aurora Borealis, Aurora Borealis. We were weird children and we would chant that. We're amazing. We're amazing. So they come inside, climb through the window, and just, it's time to talk it all out, right? Yeah. I don't know what's time to really talk. They said, they said, we saw you and, and Terry running on the beach earlier and we wanted to know what happened, so we're breaking into your home. And... Sam's like, all right, here's the deal. We wouldn't, we didn't want you, we didn't want to tell you about the ghost because we knew it would, knew it would scare you. Uh-huh. And Jerry's like, you knew it would scare me. You guys scare me literally every time you show up. I remember the bat kite. Hashtag bat kite. Come on. And he says, I'm sorry, but the thing is the ghost wants to kill everyone here. <laughs> I, I don't know how to tell you this, but the ghost wants to eat your bones and, and kill all of you here, okay? Did you see what he did to the bones? He'll do that to you, all right? So we have to defeat him. We as a group. Uh huh. We have to defeat him, and this is how we. And then they hear voices upstairs and realize that Brad and Agatha are awake, and they go, "All right, we'll tell you later. Um, but we're we'll tell you later. We'll meet you on the beach in the morning. We'll explain everything. Goodbye, goodbye." Uh, so in the morning, it's raining. Oh no, it's raining and pouring, and the old man is snoring. Oh no! So J- Jerry wakes up, throws on some jeans, torn at the knees, and a gray sweatshirt. Nothing's fine. I'm torn. And they may, they have breakfast with a 
oatmeal and big lumps of brown sugar and butter on top. And wow, fuck me, wow. It sounds so good. And they can't go outside because it's raining too hard. Oh no, I guess we're gonna have to sit. And this is where we introduce another one of Terry's hobbies. What's that? Isn't she like crushing flowers in a book? Yes. She's a flower crusher bookkeeper. That's right. Man-hating woman eaters or whatever that fucking line from that movie is. Yes. I, I don't even know what yeah, that is. Either. And so if you know, email us at welcome to deadcast at gmail.com. Thank you. So the rain stops <laughs> after lunch and they really, as soon as the rain stops, they run down to the beach because they want to figure out what the deal is. But Sam's Louise, Natty for, for, for Natty for, Gan for one, for once they're not down there. Wow. Where are they? So know. Terry's like, well, Brought my grave rubbing tools. So let's go to the cemetery. Brought my wax crayon. And they go to the graveyard cemetery, pick one, and they notice that it's just real old. They, they, there's a giant tree that's like fallen over the wall and crushed a bunch just of tombstones. Just a bunch of crooked crem- gravestones and cemetery stones. And they, they notice all the tombstones are Sadler's. Martin Sadler, Peter Sadler, Mary Sadler, Sarah Sadler, Miles Sadler, 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 Miriam Sadler, Sadler Hiram Sadler, 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 Margaret Sadler, Sadler Constance Sadler, Sadler, Charity Sadler. Sadler. And then Terry goes, come here, come here. And she points out a few tombstones by a fallen tree and they say, Thomas Sadler died February 18, 1640. Priscilla Sadler, wife of Thomas, died March 5, 1641. And next to them are three tiny, small, two, three smaller stones that say, Sam Sadler, t- Sam Sadler, son of Thomas and Priscilla, Louisa Sadler, Nat Sadler, who died in his fifth year of life. Oh my God, what? They couldn't possibly be ghosts. So they freak out and run back towards the cottage. They, they totally freak out. And they see Brad and Agatha in their rocking chairs under the tree. And they're like, you guys, we just saw these stones. They're the name of our friends. Sam What's- and Louisa and Nat, we found these gravestones. And, and Brad and Agatha don't respond. They just continue rocking their chairs. And they say, um, what's your question? Yeah. And, and, and I guess Agatha says, well, it's really nice to see you're both so observant. Sit down, it's a long story. We have something to tell you. Oh, no. So they say that, all right, there is a group of Sadlers. There's a group of settlers named Sadler. Yeah. From England. Pilgrims. Um, in 1642, it was a terrible, terrible winter. They so settled cold. here, and it was so cold, and they all died one by one, and there were almost none left. Okay, and Sam, Nat, and Louisa are your distant cousins. They are. We're all related here in this yeah. town, and they were, but they're named after your ans- their ancestors. We're all named after ours. In fact, Brad and Agatha, we we're named after our yeah. Ancestors. Our gravestones are out there too. You'll see them, and Sam and. And Terry and Jerry are like, they are? And they're like, that's right. And then Agatha says, but your cousin and I aren't ready for the boneyard yet. Are we, Brad? And they, <laughs> and they all laugh maniacally. So Boneyard the, beach. So the next day, they run into Sam, Nat, and Louisa at That the makes beach. total sense, by the way, that there's Guys, three gravestones. There's one of a little boy and a little girl that died when they were 11 and 12, and then another little boy who died when he was five. It totally makes sense. It makes sense. Guys, doesn't this book feel like long? Does it feel long? Yeah, it does. It's long. So anyway, they run into them. They said, "Um, where were you guys yesterday? They said, we weren't allowed outside because of the rain. They talk, they bring up the tombstones. And Sam, Nat, and Lisa are like, yeah, they are our ancestors. Yes, they are our ancestor. And Terry goes, all right, 
what's the deal? How do we kill the ghost? Give me the tea. Give me the tea. So they say, all right, you see that huge pile of rocks on top of the cave? What you, Sam says, what you and Terry, what you and Jerry have to do is push those rocks over the entrance so the ghost will stay trapped in there forever. That cave is a sanctuary. And that if, and if an evil thing is trapped in there, it can't leave. And we can't do it. We, Sam, Nat, and Louisa, we can't do it because we're scared that if we mess up or we don't do it correctly or I don't know, that the ghost will come after us and kill us because we live here. Because you guys are outsiders, it doesn't matter that much. So you guys should do it. We've never seen the ghost and we've lived our entire lives and he hasn't threatened us in any way at all. So Sam says, will you guys do it? And Jerry goes, I don't know. Too many things go wrong. And Terry says, yep, yes, definitely. That's Terry for you. And That's Terry. And so it's never specified why, but they're like, we have to do it tonight. Yeah. Maybe because it's a full moon. Yeah, maybe because know. maybe because they've been they've been there for seven weeks at this point. So that afternoon, um, Terry and Jerry are having blueberry ice cream after pecking fre- after picking fresh blueberries. I was thinking the other day, but you know what my favorite type of milkshake is? A blueberry milkshake? Blueberry milkshake. You know what I had last night were blueberry cookies. What? They were freshly made hot butter cookies with white chocolate chips and blueberries in them. I'm going to eat like a whore after we're done. Yeah. Icky, sticky, gooey blueberry cookies. Those sound so delicious I could rip my skin off. Yeah. They were so fucking good I almost started weeping. Wow. So that night, that afternoon, Jerry is too nervous to eat because he has knots in his stomach. Oh no, my stomach. And Brad shows them how to tie knots. So that night, the full moon is bright and ready, and they meet up with Sam and Louisa and Nat in front of the cave. They see the light is flickering in the cave. It's on. It's happening. Everything's set to go. Okay. okay. Sam and Nat and Louisa say, we're going to stay at the bottom of this of the hill or whatever. We're going to get to the bottom of this. We're going to stay at the bottom. You guys go up, and because um, we'll stay down here, and if the ghost comes out, we'll distract him. And you guys will be, in essence, behind him because you'll be on top of the cave. Uh-huh. Did you guys follow that? Great. And so they t- they climb up. Nat says, bye, Terry. And he clearly has a crush on her. Yeah. <laughs> He's five. So they climb up to the, 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 the slope, so steep, so slippery, and they make it. And they realize these rocks are heavy and big. How are they going to do it? I don't and know. And once they get to the top, they see that Sam is waving his arms. The other two are jumping up and down. They say, what's wrong? And Jerry peers over the edge, over the ma- mouth of the cave, and... There's no ghost. Cause they're like, well, that's the deal. And then they see that Sam and Matt and Louise are running into the woods. What? I don't understand. And then all of a sudden, they're my best friends. The ghost appears behind them, shimmering in the moonlight. And he grabs Jerry's arm and Terry's waist and says, come with me. No, no, he's a ghost. He's going to eat me. And he's so strong that they can't escape. And he drags them into the cave. Ow, he's hurting my arm because he can hold me because he's a ghost. Ouch, my arm. And sits them down in that, you know, chamber or whatever. I know And he's says, a ghost. you guys are in trouble. You shouldn't be messing with ghosts. And they say, we're sorry for disturbing you. We're sorry for disturbing your slumber, you ghost. He says, I'm not a ghost. Your three friends are. Shocker. I Wow. How could we ever see that coming? And he says, my name's Harrison Sadler. I came from England. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After college, he was like, I traced all my, I wanted to trace my ancestors. Like you like to trace gravestones. And he traced, he traced them here. And he says, I study ghosts in the occult. And he's been studying these ghosts for a long time now. And you, Jerry and Terry, you're in danger. And Terry let out a low cry. Uh. And Harrison's like, this cave is a sanctuary. And once in, once the ghosts come inside this cave, they can't escape through the rocks. So his plan, Harrison's plan, is to, to lure the ghosts inside and to trap them with rocks. And Terry and Jerry are like, yeah, that was our plan to do with you, even though you're already in here. And... <laughs> 
And Terry Jerry, like, do we believe him? I don't know. We're terrified. And Harrison says, you know what? I'm going to let you go. And then Who Ter- are you going to believe? This man you're knowing your whole, li- your whole life? And Terry says, Terry, Harrison says, I'm going to let you guys free. And Terry lets out a cry of surprise. Ah! <laughs> and he says, I, I want you to, I'm going to let you free. I'm going to let you free. And... I'm gonna set you free, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna t- I'm gonna give you an assignment. You need to check out the east corner of the graveyard, and then come back, okay? Okay. And so they run out, think he's definitely lying, like he's definitely a ghost. There, our free our three friends can't be ghosts. That's Chapter crazy. Chapter two hundred and thirteen. And and Terry and Terry's like, I know what he wants to see. He wants us to see the gravestones, Sam and Nat and Louise's gravestones. But we've already seen it. Like, already what's know, the like deal? That. Brad and Agatha answer that question for us. So they go to the grave graveyard anyway. They see. They go past the east corner. Of the, they go to the east corner of the graveyard where that fallen tree was, next to Sam, Nat, and Louisa's graves. And they see there's some fresh dirt on the other side of the fallen tree. And there are two fresh. Wait, graves. what's this fresh dirt? And two fresh graves are marked Terry and Jerry. No, no, our graves—they've been dug for us. And then all of a sudden, Sam, Nat, and Louisa appear from behind the tree, and they said, "What happened? Did you kill the ghosts?" And they said, "We tried, but we couldn't. We escaped." And they said, "But you have to kill him!" Nat cries, "You have to kill him! Go back now. He won't expect it. Go right back. He'll never expect it's you to perfect. go back." the same night to kill him and trap him in the sanctuary he'll never lord prepare me to to be be a sanctuary pure and holy tried and true with thanksgiving i'll be a living sanctuary for you. So Jerry's like, no, what's going on? What's the deal with the graves? But he can't get a word in because everybody's, we have to go back to the cave. And he says, no, it's too dangerous. We can't go back to the cave with that lying ghost. And Terry says, we'll do it. We'll do it right now. Yep, that's the kind of girl she is. That's the kind of bitch she be. So they walk back, they, and it's dark, and it's starting to rain. Ooh, girl. Rain beach. And they see that there's no light in the cave, and they're like, maybe he's gone. Are you? And Jerry's like, are you crazy, Terry? And Terry's like, girl, we got to solve this mystery, and we got to solve it Who do you guys think now. is the ghost, Harrison Sadler or Sam, Nat, and Louisa? And Jerry says, this isn't one of your dumb mystery books. This is real life. This isn't Encyclopedia Brown. We could be in terrible danger. Please, let's turn around. And they make, but they don't. They make it to the cave, all of them. Lightning is crashing and Terry's like, all right, you guys. Why don't you guys, why don't you three actually come up with us and stand at the mouth of the cave? Yeah, come up here and stand with us. It's raining so hard and it's so cold outside. Just come inside the cave for just a second to warm up. She says, yeah, it doesn't help that you would distract way down at the bottom. If you can really distract the ghost, it would be more helpful if you're right at the mouth of the cave. And that way, they won't. he won't suspect that we're actually behind him on top of the cave, even though that's exactly where we were the first time that he saw us. Yes, Terry. So Terry plans everything and Jerry just stands and watches back as a personalityless narrator. And Sam, Nat, and Louisa say, we we can't we're too scared and terry's like well we can't do it unless you come up with us well sorry that's the rule so they're very hesitant but they eventually agree and they all climb up and it's so hard and so slippery whoops (laughs) and they stumble hard scraping their elbows and knees i feel like the the worst place to be falling on your elbows and knees well it's like a tomb that you like fall through the ground and you're like in egypt but like also in a cave would hurt really bad yes definitely (laughs) so they get up to the cave it's very cold and it's 
raining and there's lightning. And Terry's like, oh, it's so cold. Why don't we just, it's cold. Why don't we just like warm up in the cave for a minute? Just a second, just to wipe the rain from our eyes. And like, we don't want to. We don't just, no, no, it's fine. Before we do this. No, you want to, trust me. When you get in here, you're going to love it. It's warm. It's dry. Seriously. Terry practically shoves them into the cave. And they all step inside the cave for a second. And then a yellow torch appears in the mouth of the cave. And the ghost appears from... Not a, not inside the cave, but from outside the cave. And outside says, the sanctuary. Well, well, well. Here we all are. Everybody screams. And Harrison's like, you're ghosts. And Sam Nat Lee's like, no, you're a ghost. And Terry is just getting her life and is smiling because she realizes right now we're going to figure it out. This was all part of her plan, y'all. And they're like, no, no, he's evil. Look at his eyes. Of course he's a ghost. Look at his eyes. He's the killer. Look how he looks. No, you're the ghost. Princess, princess. And... And Harrison starts to whistle, a long-pitched whistle, and a dark creature comes toward them from inside the cave. Oh no, it's the ghost dog from Go Eat Worms, and you can't scare me. And it's a lot, it has two red eyes, bright red eyes. Glowing like coals. And it's a long, lean German shepherd. And it starts growling towards Harrison, and it starts to bark uh, and howl. And they're like, oh god, Harrison uh, is the ghost. When they realize the ghost is actually barking, it's Sam, Nat, and Louisa. The barking ghost. And the ghost, the, the dog c- c- turns around and pushes Sam, Nat, and Louisa deeper deeper into the cave and they start saying we never had a chance to live we the never had a winter, chance to live the first so winter horrible. was so horrible they start crying so and screaming how it wasn't fair it wasn't fair, it wasn't fair. and the wind Stay and rain is picking cousins. up and thunder's roaring and the torch almost blows out dogs can as they recognize back up ghosts, into the cave back into dogs the chamber can recognize and they begin to change all Sam Nat and Luis they begin to change their hair starts dropping we never off. had a life at all Luisa cried thunder roared the cave seemed to shake and I stared as the three kids in the wavering light began to change their hair dropped off first it fell in clumps to the cave floor, and then their skin peeled away, curling up and falling off, until three grinning skulls stared at Terry and me through empty eye sockets. Come stay with us, cousins, Louise's skull whispered. Her bony fingers reached out toward us. Join us. Sam hissed, his fleshless jaw slid up and down. We, we dug such nice graves for you, so close to ours. Play with me, Nat's skull pleaded. Stay and play with me. I don't want you to go, ever. The three ghosts moved toward us, their skeleton hands outstretched, reaching, reaching for Terry, me, and I gasped and stumbled back. I saw a frightened Harrison stagger back, too, and then the torch blew out. That was, I mean, it's getting good. Yeah. It's getting real fun. Yeah, good. So, in the darkness of the cave, Jerry can feel heavy bodies moving, scraping over the wet stone floor. Let the bodies hit the... F- and so, and he hears the whispered pleas of the ghosts, and then he... And then he hears the, the ghost getting closer and closer. Please, please, please. And then a cold hand grabs his. It's Terry's. And, he's, and she says, run. And they run, 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 run out of the cave. Run, run out into the rain. Run, run, run. Crawl down. Crawl down the mountain. The ground is shaking because of the thunder. The no lightning. It's not. Go, grease lightning. And it's not shaking because of the thunder. It's shaking because rocks have been loosened by the wind. And the rain just is, is just pouring down. Rock slide. Avalanche. And the rocks from over the top of the mouth of the cave tumble down and cover the mouth of the cave. And they realize, oh, God, Sam, Nat, and Louisa are trapped in there. And so's Harrison. He's trapped with them. I will never know. And so they get back. And to run back to the house, it's raining. And Agatha's like, "What are we? Where, where were you guys? We were worried sick. Chain, they changed it to dry, clean clothes. And over mugs of hot ch- cider, not chocolate. Mm-mm. That sounds good. Tell Brag and, Bra- Brag and Agatha everything. Listen, you guys. Listen to this crazy ass week we've had. Okay. And so they're like, wow, that is a crazy story. But we are just glad you're safe. And they hug and hug and hug. And then they hear a dog barking from the backyard. 
It's Harrison's dog. Harrison's dog. He's followed them home. And Terry opens the back door and they try to pet him, but the dog freaks out and growls and barks. Like, calm down. We're not ghosts. Why are you barking at us? And then Jerry realizes, wait, he's not barking at them. He's barking at Brad and Agatha. But that's only Brad and Agatha, I told the dog. They're nice people. They won't hurt you. But then Jerry realizes why they're barking at Brad and Agatha. And Agatha says, bad dog, bad dog. Now you've given away our secret. Oh, and, no. And then she turns to Brad and says, what do we do? So here's What the, do we do with the kids? Here's the book. The first sentence and the last sentence of the book. I don't remember how we got to the graveyard. What a pity that dog had to show up, she said, shaking her head fretfully. Now what do we do with these two kids, Brad? What do we do with the kids? What a nasty twist. When I read the, reread I this book, I gave it a C, yeah. but I think it's a C plus or a B minus. Yeah. Maybe. So here's what the book was about, okay? It was about two old dog-eating ghost people had their young cousins come and stay with them where they met three little dead ghosts, too, who could change clothes and touch each other and never did anything evil, even though we heard them talk about evil. And then there's an old man who's lived in a cave his entire life just watching three kid ghosts eat dogs. Yes. And, and that man has been studying ghosts and has been, try has been trying to lure the ghosts into the sanctuary cave where he lives by himself with his dog. Right. And so these two old people who live in a house have been, I guess, pretending to eat human food and making human food to please their cousins. But meanwhile, they eat dogs, and now they're going to probably eat their, their young cousins too because they are ghosts. Ghosts have to eat dogs to survive, and ghosts can change clothes and be out in the sun and touch you and everything. I love it. <laughs> I do. I really like it. You know what I actually love is the Goosebumps graphics novel. There's a, it's Goosebumps graphics is what it's called. Um, there's an uh, anthology. What do you call like a collection of stories? Sure. Um, there's one called Scary Summer that has the heart camp jelly jam ghost beach and revenge of the law gnomes. And the one for ghost beach is really, really well done. It so is you very guys good. Should look up Goosebumps graphics and check out the goose, the ghost beach one. What, what, what one thing it does that I don't like though, is that it, it Sam, Nat and Louisa are drawn with old timey clothes. Yeah. They're wearing like old timey settler clothes. And it's like, why wouldn't they be suspicious? Yeah, I guess that's true. It's a little weird. Yeah. Let's talk about the TV episode. Ghost Beach. Stay clear of Beach's cave. Where spirits stay. <laughs> and poltergeist play. It's dangerous to get involved with ghosts. Experience an all new Goosebumps next Saturday at 9 a.m. on Fox Kids. Beware. It's the one and only scare. I love this TV episode so much. Um, again, it's like not it's not cin a cinematic masterpiece, but there's there are just things about it that I love so very much. I think it does a really good job of streamlining the book. Yeah, and just say streamlining, streamlining the book, and sort of just getting it down to what its essence is quickly. Because yeah. the book felt as as fun as it was, it was so it felt so tedious. Yeah. And they the in the in the TV episode, this is uh, season two of Goosebumps, episode nine. It aired on October nineteenth, nineteen ninety six. I like that. And like that. Some things that are different in the TV episode, they there is no Nat. It's just Sam and Louisa, which I think is totally fine. Yeah, you don't miss Nat at all. The, it, it, this the I don't know a set design for this episode is it starts off in the graveyard, and it's not a graveyard. It's not even at night. It's during the day. It's like a field full of hay. Yeah. 
with it, like some styrofoam stone set up. The beginning of this is very The Haunted Mask because it's Carly Beth and Sabrina going to like a pumpkin patch with straw and then there's a big scare of people climbing out of the straw and how the fuck do they do that? Yeah, so Terry and Jerry are, the, the actress that plays Terry, she does the absolute bare minimum that an actress has to do when she's on camera. She makes the laziest, most boring, obvious choices and doesn't do any more than she absolutely has to to get the job done. And she does that amazing thing that she talks and says everything like this. She has like your standard bad actor voice, which I love so much. I love it she's too. She's like, I wish I had a book on all the types of seaweed. Like everything she says. I love like, doing gravestone rubbings. Yeah, everything like meta, meta, blah, 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 blah. Like, and then, like, Jerry's, like, kind of sexy and just fine. And kind of a bumbling, like, oh, Brad and Agatha, they're our cousins four, three, four times remodeled. And, yeah. And remove, Jerry, remove. I'm Terry Sadler, and this is my brother, Jerry. We're staying with Brad and Agatha, our fourth cousins, twice remodeled. Removed, Jerry. Removed. removed jerry so they're they're like doing gravestone rubbings which is kind of cool and I, like a hand pops out of the hay and like this figure pulls him or herself out of the ground wearing like a dark green shirt and like rags on its head which i think is supposed to be seaweed and and it's louisa she's and she's like boo we're we live here we we're scared you on the graveyard so here's, let me, can I just talk about the actress who plays Louisa for a second? Please. Every single time I watch it, I think it's a boy. Every single time. I've watched this hundreds of times. And I think it's a boy because she it's has a like. a boy. Because she has this She's like. A very deep voice. This fun like Leslie vibe that's going on that I'm like not mad at and at all. And she talks like this. And she has really, really short hair and she gives me like Winona, her, her voice sounds like Winona Ryder if Winona Ryder had a deeper voice. Yeah. It's, she, she sounds like Winona Ryder as the all completely aged as the old lady from the beginning of Edward Scissorhands if she, she were in a deeper voice. Yeah. Then she's kind of like, hey! Matthew, Matthew will put in some clips and you'll hear it. We could see you this morning heading out for the graveyard so we thought we'd give you a little scare. Harrison Sadler is dead but he still walks the night. It wasn't an animal that picked those bones clean. It was the ghost. Yeah, and the guy, who, the actor who plays um, Sam, he's red hair, redhead, and kind of like sexy and fine. Yeah, they're totally cool. Yeah, so they get right down to the nitty gritty. They scare, they scare them like, ah, help! And they immediately start talking about ghosts in the graveyard. How everybody's <laughs> name is Sadler, and Sadler—that's our last name. And and Luis is like, Harrison Sadler is dead, but he still walks the night. Yeah, like what? Like, he lives in a cave. And then they run away. Or whatever. <laughs> this episode. I started laughing a lot while we were watching The it. music cues in this episode the are extreme. The score is so over the top. And it there's, there's like a scene where there's like just a, a polite, normal conversation is happening during the day on the beach. And it's like, it's like end of a horror movie, like dun, 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 crazy ass music pumped in. I'll play that in the, a little bit. The music's extreme. It's really over the top and a lot of fun because like if you took the score out, this is the least scary thing that's ever happened. Dogs always bark to warn about ghosts. Oh, give me a break. Let's go. Oh, wait a second. Have you ever seen it? 
Um, Brad and Agatha are very old. They're not unlike the actors who played. They're so it's grandma so, and grandpa. It's so it's, similar to it's, Scarecrow. It might as night. well be the exact same thing. They're very like indicating. Yeah, they're really indicating that things are wrong. That so that night quickly that night. Um, and like it's hard to watch it. Like not. I mean, like ever since I've read. I always assume and know it's so obvious from the beginning that, that Sam and Louisa and even Nat in the book and TV are ghosts. To me, it's just like so blaringly obvious. That's why it was so interesting, glaringly obvious. That's why it's so interesting when I was rereading the book this time around that they change clothes and they can touch them. And I'm like, there's really no ghost rules at all. Like they're not, there's nothing ghosty yeah. about them except they're not dead. And and they're immediately, clearly something's up. You know, they yeah. at, at dinner that night, um, Agatha's like, I didn't know you're such little eaters. Yeah, it kind of yeah, kind of shuts up the thing that, about like, eating. Yeah, she doesn't know how to like cook for like the kids, and like it's always like she's always like, that's too much. I can't can't eat all that. She's like, oh, I didn't know you were little eaters. And then later, it's like, I can take more than that. And she's like, I don't know how to feed you two. Everything tastes so much better cooked on that old wood burner. They brought in the power, but we haven't bothered hooking it up. <laughs> um, I don't think I can eat all this. Really? Well, your parents didn't say you were such little eater. Some nice beef stew. Um, I can eat more than that, Agatha. I just don't know how to feed you kids. First of all, you're not hungry. Now you are. Yeah. Anyway, Agatha... They bring up the fact that they, you know, there there was a mention of a ghost in a cave real quickly, and immediately Brad and Agatha say, uh, um, "Brad says, oh no, no, no that, that's not your cousins. Very, very distant if they are. Yes, you know, th- th- we all have the same last name. They're your cousins." And then Brad's like, "Well, well, they haven't started eat. They haven't started eating dinner yet, you guys." And Brad goes, "Well, I got some reading to do." And Agatha goes, "Oh, I'll help." We met some other saddlers today. Kids. Sam and Louisa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice kids. Are they relatives too? Could be. Very, very distant, if they are. They went on about some some ghosts in a cave. <laughs> Never heard of it. Well, I got some reading to do. Oh, I'll help. And then they both get up and leave the table. And they're also like eating by candlelight too. It's like very old timey. Very old timey. So anyway, the next day they're on the dirty trash beach and they, and Jerry trips over. <laughs> it looks a, freezing. Jerry trips over a, the the cleanest skeleton you've ever seen in your whole life of like, a dog. Like a, from a museum that's been like perfectly placed on top of the wet sand. And Sam and Louisa show up and they say, that, that was the ghost. The ghost of Harrison Sadler. He picked the bones clean. Good dogs know about ghosts. And they say, yeah, the dog was killed because it, you know, it was barking at the ghost or whatever. And say, do you see that opening in those rocks? Those rocks. Do you see that opening in those rocks? And they point out it's not necessarily like how it's described in the books. It's more like in the middle of a hill, like just a hole. Yeah, like off, to, uh, you know, behind the beach. It's just like this grassy hill where there's a hole in the middle of it. And they say, they. They've never seen the ghost, but they've seen the skeletons in the flickering light. And we see a really poor flickering light. Yeah. Like a really cheap looking light yeah. inside that hole. Anyway, um, that night uh, they're at dinner again with Brad and Agatha and Terry and Jerry bring up the cave. And they say, we saw a flight flickering there. And 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 Brad used the exact line from the book. Yeah, he's like, the exact line. Aurora Borealis, something electric gets in the air. The whole sky lights up, up in like streamers. streamers. I didn't see a ghost. Just a light. Uh. 
you ever hear of Aurora Borealis, Jerry? Uh, yeah. It happens certain times of the year or something. Electric gets in the air and the whole sky lights up in streamers. Well, it was the middle of the day. And Just stay clear of Beach's Caves, you hear me? I don't want you kids coming home with any broken bones. And he says, stay clear of Beach's Cave. <laughs> Which I think is so specific and so Beach's funny. Ghost. So anyway, um, then we see a sh- we see a shot of the beach a couple times that like it's definitely a shot of the beach, but like you know CGI imposed very poorly is like a clip art picture of a full moon. So yes, really. So that night we're in Terry's room and she hears a dog barking and she goes to the window and Jerry surprises her from behind. It's so so it's so reminiscent of the scene in the middle of the night where there's something out. Side in the, the scarecrow, walks scare, you know, in the cornfield. In so much, so I turned down. I was like, "Oh no, it's a scarecrow!" Yeah, we were laughing to ourselves, and um, and and it, it, it's like kind of the roles are reversed for a second, where where Jerry's like, "Let's go explore," and Terry's like, "No." Terry like cannot be bothered. She can't by be anything. bothered. She's so not down. And Jerry's like, let's go figure out what's going on. And Terry's like, she's so bored. Couldn't be more bored to be on set. And Jerry's like, where's your sense of adventure? And she goes, where's your sense of night and day? Where's your sense of night and day? Where's your sense of adventure? I don't know. Where's your sense of night and day? So anyway, they they decide to go. They decide to go visit the cave. And it's a really poor cave set, you guys. Yeah. It's some, with some felt walls and low bu- low budget stuff. And they said, we have to figure out what the lights are. I know it's no Aurora boring Alice, <laughs> says what says Jerry, whatever. And they, you know, of course, they run into bats. It's that cheap goosebumps like bat thing that happens. I don't think it's that bad. It's not that bad, no. But it, but it's like, I don't know how to explain the, the bat effect. So then we like meet Harrison Sadler, who's like played by this like not scary actor. And there's like nothing really scary about it at all. And he basically tells them the whole story. In the year 1641, a group of pilgrims sailed from England to begin a new life here. But when they arrived, they faced the most horrible winter imaginable. No proper shelter, not enough food. There was no time to prepare for any of that. So cold, so hungry. Their blood froze in their veins. One by one, they perished. Their deaths were so awful, so painful, that some refused to go to their final resting place. And so they lingered on. Like you? I told you. I study ghosts. I'm not a ghost. But your two young friends are... Sam and Louisa? Dead for three centuries. And He's, like he says, in 1641, pilgrims sailed here. Sam and Louisa are ghosts. And the kids are kind of staring at him like supposed to be scared. But like at one point, like Terry's like, he's going to eat us, Jerry. But like literally says it like that. What are you going to do? Let you go. Why? Because you won't listen to me. He's going to eat us, Jerry. Yeah, she. I didn't realize how dead she is. Yeah. So he says, go to the graveyard and check it out. Check some. Go to the graveyard, and you'll you'll get your answer about who's the real ghost here. Now, I like that the TV episode introduces the gravestones here, as opposed to in the book when they're introduced earlier. Yeah, yeah. Streamlining. You know? So, and they go to the graveyard, and they and this see. This made me laugh 
so hard out loud because the gravestones say Terry Sadler and Jerry wait, Sadler. Wait, 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 wait. No, they go to the grave. They go, they go to the graveyard. They see Sam. Nat- Don't I see Sam Nat and Louise's graves? And then they see. Anyway, they see two graves that are marked Terry and Jerry Sadler. And you guys, not only are there graves, but there are headshots printed out <laughs> and framed on the gravestones yeah <laughs> and they're practically wearing what they're wearing that night in the pictures yeah i don't know it doesn't make Headshots. any sense i couldn't stop laughing it's so, so great ridiculous. you have to watch it it's and, so funny and then as they're looking at the grave sam and louisa show up and they're like <gasps> see they're like he, he you know he's he he's dougie you fresh talked to the ghost this is the this is what the ghosts were planning. Ghosts is planning for you, and they're like, "Where'd you guys come from?" They're, they're like, "We were looking for you. We wanted we wanted to actually show you this, but you just showed up, so it's perfect." Isn't this crazy? You have to destroy the ghosts, and we have to do it tonight. He'll eat your bones and bury you. You must like um, we must trap him in the sanctuary. Idea of the cave. So right? we have the same kind of situation where instead of this time, they're like, "Here, use this long long stick as, as a, a lever." lever. To like, you know, push the rocks push over. Push the rocks over. And whatever. there's like some real cheap lightning happening. Yeah, it's and all lightning. Lightning, st- lightning strikes the rocks at one point. Yeah. And as it strikes the rocks, Harrison appears. Yeah. He just appears at the top of the rocks and whistles. And a dog shows up and starts barking. And this happens real fast, which yeah. is good. And starts barking at Sam and Luis. And Sam and Luis immediately say, We never had a chance to live. We died in the cold. We were hungry. So, we were so hungry. hungry. Stay with us, cousin. I never had a chance to live. You guys actually have to watch this episode because as um, Sam and Louisa are are like kind of willingly, it looks like, being backed into the cave by this dog, their faces go like superimposed with the skeleton faces. It's pretty cool. It's real. It's really really cool, and I think it looks great, and it's really funny and kind of I lo- I love I love in the book that like their skin falls off and their hair, hair flops off, up just like Welcome to Dead House. Yeah, but this one's kind of like um, skeleton a, you mouths. Can, or... You can see their skeletons through their faces, and it's pretty well done. I yeah, think. yeah, I think it's pretty it's well scary. Done. And, yeah. the, and their, their skeleton mouths move along with them as they speak, and you can see their big old. Eye, eyeballs in their sockets or whatever. Yeah. And then lightning strikes again, strikes the same place twice, and the rocks tumble down and trap Harrison and Sam and Louisa in the cave. So Jerry and Terry go run back home with Brad and Agatha. No, but before that happens, immediately after that happens, Terry looks over at Jerry and says, Jerry, next time you see me sleeping, don't wake me up. Ugh, what a bunch of trash. Bitch. So... They get back to Brad and Agatha's. They're wrapped in blankets, laughing about it, talking about it. And like, Agatha's well, like, quite it's quite a story, a story but it's best to be forgotten or whatever. And You've I've, had quite a fright. Yes, quite a fright. And then the dog, show, of course, the dog shows up and starts barking. And now this is where it gets kind of really fucked up and a lot and a lot weirder. It's I, different. I, I like I like the book version, but and it ending better than this one for this sure. This one happens a little too quickly because it's like, first of all, we get these canted camera angles real quick, so everything's like tilting really fast. So like the dog comes in and like barks and Brad and Agatha, and immediately they're like, "Oh no, this dog knows our secret." Like bad. Agatha dog. immediately um, puts on her apron immediately, and she goes, "Maybe he's not such a such a bad dog, Brad. Maybe he's a a very good dog." And then Brad says, "Why don't you go in the kit? Don't uh, a little early for breakfast, but why don't you kids set the table while Agatha gets busy in the kitchen?" 
And don't, don't say, say you're not hungry. hungry. And that's how the episode ends. Bad Donald giving away our little secret like that. Maybe he's not such a bad dog, right? Maybe he's quite a good dog. at the table while Agatha gets busy in the kitchen. Don't say you're not hungry. So I, I mean, I've seen this episode many, many, many times and I'm so used to the book and thinking like, I'm thinking like, oh, Brad and Agatha are going to eat Terry and Jerry. Yeah. And it really hit me this time how it's like, oh, we're gonna eat, we're all as a family gonna sit down and eat the dog. Yeah, yeah. I don't like that. I don't either, actually. But it is weird and twisted, but that, that is kind of fun. Yeah. yeah, I love a good Arl Stein Goosebumpsy twist. So you'd give it a C plus? Um, I don't know. I feel like I would give the episode a B or a B minus. The TV episode. I know it's like, um, it's not. It sounds like we did. It sounds like we didn't like it. I th- I still think it's really fun though. I, mean, I still think it's really fun too. It, it's it's kind of a weird plot, and I feel like it doesn't really deliver on what kind of cover promises when you think like Ghost Beach because there's not. Re- I mean, they're ghosts, but it's kind of like these like dog eating cannibal people. You know what I mean? And there's not really any rules set up with any of that. What I'm I not- do like about it is it's it's one of the first. One of the first books that we have that's just a ghost story. Yeah, I li- I do like that. You know what I mean? The monster ghost is next door ghosts. I, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's one. Uh, you know, there was ghost next door. But that's what I think. That's what I'm saying is they're technically ghosts. We call them ghosts, but they don't do anything ghost like. They don't go. They that's don't true. float. They don't go through. I guess anything. I like they the idea haunt. of it. I they love don't... the name Ghost Beach. I love the I love the idea. I do of too. It. I think this. I still yeah. think this one is really really fun. And I hope you guys had fun listening to this long ass episode with us. <laughs> I know. Just a little trip to the beach though. It's cool. It's cool. Um, next, next time we're going to do our second sequel. Yes. It's time to return. Return of the mummy. Yes. Um, yeah. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to like stalk us online or whatever, please do. Oh my, yes. My Instagram is Matthew underscore Scott underscore Montgomery. And my Twitter is I robot you Jane. Mine is Danny Mac seven six nine D A N N Y M A C K seven six nine. Please tweet us. Yeah, we we'll do tweet a good back. job responding. Thank we you guys. We will. For Please write us a review on iTunes if you love it. We've gotten some amazing reviews from our friend Mike. Put up a review. Oh my god, half the mic. I mean, come on, just he's, the best he's the on best. YouTube. Thank you for that. Check that was awesome. Um, yeah, we love Goosebumps and we love you guys for listening. So thank you so much. So tune into for Return of the Mummy next time. Okay. What did you say? <laughs> Tune into tune into, <laughs> tune into Return of the Mummy tune, next time. Tune into Return of the Mummy. Tune into Return of the Tutin Mummy. Tune in common. <laughs> yeah, so please do that. If, if you, you dare. Well, I'd say you've had quite the fright. Quite the fright. But it's all over now and best forgotten. Rub, rub.